Hey, welcome. It's Monday night and that can only mean one thing. It is the wrap up. Yes, Team Superdad are back with your weekly uh, episode of our podcast. And without further ado, roll theme. Welcome to Team Super Dad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. This is a ghost I see before me. I can't hear a bloody word you're saying right now. I think you've hit mute. First you get the gain too high, then the mute button. I'm left on my Todd here to kind of fill the gap. Oh, there we are. There we are. Johnny's in the room. Spinny wheel. Rusty, man. I had spinny wheel. Spinny wheel when you're going live is the most unnerving thing ever because you've not even started and you've got spinny wheel. Welcome, my esteemed friend and uh, co-host, Glenn, a.k.a. a dating dad from Twitter. Good to see you again, sir. Beautiful to be seen. And I'm so pleased that you're alive and COVID hasn't taken you like it has so many others. How are you feeling? Oh, we're good. We're good. Uh, it kind of it, it rolled in and it rolled out. The the, the weird thing about it was it, it, it uh, took us all separately. So the whole thing got stretched out uh, ridiculously and then rolled into half term. So it's uh, it's it's taken a little bit of time just to get back in the groove. And uh, so so here we are. Uh, and here we are. Where are we? Well, this is the Team Superdad wrap up. We do this every week. It's a chance uh, to have a bit of a laugh, to kick back, relax, take the piss of what's been going on in the world of two everyday dads, uh, bizarrely, uh, who found out after they'd met and done about three episodes of the podcast, live around the corner from each other in in sunny Angleterre, Grand Bretagne, Britain. Um, yeah, we're part of the Team Superdad community. My name is Johnny Jensen. I'm a dad coach, founder of Team Superdad and the Hero Academy. Uh, we we help dads. We help dads recreate Recreate, not recreate. We help dads create the life they desire and get out of the life they feel stuck in. Rock solid confidence, clarity, and having uh, fun, control over their money, relationships, basically taking back um, and and enjoying their life. And we do a serious podcast on a bit of an ad hoc basis. We're, we're rebooting that uh, for the for probably for the new year. Um, but this wrap up we've done, we're on episode 54. This is, and to the best of our ability, we like to entertain, um, give you something to listen to. Maybe you're driving the car, a lawnmower, um, no heavy machinery though, please. That's <laughs> thing when, when, thing when people, um, they go for operations and they say, Oh yeah, no, sorry. You can't operate heavy machinery. I know they're talking about driving a car, but all <laughs> I can think about is like diggers and cranes and stuff yeah. as if we all operate that sort of heavy machinery. I think the one with the wrecking ball, you know, the wrecking ball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go for It was a singer who did that. The, 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 the Miley Cyrus, go, go full Miley Cyrus on someone. If you're under unheavy medication. A tank. A oh, tank. what about oil tanker? Like an absolute, there's, you, get, you, get, you get stories of people crashing an oil tanker, don't you? Well, or at least blocking up a Suez Canal. So, uh, yeah, it could still happen again. Apparently it takes like X squillion miles or something just to stop a super tanker. You have to like put it in reverse whilst you're having breakfast if you want to like park at tea time. Like you have to 
<laughs> I, t- I took my sister-in-law out for a driving lesson uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, yeah, seeing the way she parks, I think I'd be safer to, to just try and stop on a, a sixpence in a, in a super tanker than in that. I love that. You just made an analogy with your sister-in-law's driving uh, to stopping a super tank. <laughs> uh-huh. It was scary and I didn't have dual controls. Um, so uh, yeah, thank nobody died. But your eldest daughter's coming up for driving lessons, isn't she? The, the she next, is like, indeed. For a, for a birthday, I got her a provisional driver's license and uh, a an intensive course that she's going to start doing very soon. Now she's actually got a license. Oh, so she's um, actually 17, right? Okay. Cool. Yeah, she's 17 years old now. Yeah. And so that's what I got for a birthday. Um, I've told her that, that she's not driving my car until she's had at least a few lessons with someone else with a brake pedal at their foot, just to make sure that she can go forward and stop at certain times. And then I might take her around a car park. My first car after I passed my test was a Fiat Panda. Classic. Uh, it was, I think it probably had a value of about 263 pounds, probably <laughs> in the passenger seat. There was some rust in the footwell, not a huge amount, but, but definitely a, a hole, you know, and, and, um, and you could see the road. Yes, you could see the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Flintstones mobile. Yeah, but that was okay. I, you know, obviously the world changes, doesn't it? It's like, like the Mini, you know, like if you see a Mini now, it's actually just a big car pretty much. Yeah. But back in yeah. the day of a little car was a little car. Fiat Panda literally was a go-kart with a roof. Mm-hmm. And I had one. So it was, it was some sort of, I'm not even sure it was one litre. I think it was like an 800 cc. <laughs> But once you got it up to 75 mile an hour. Um, By pushing it out of a plane. No, it, 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 it had momentum. And obviously it was only, it was like tin foil bases. I think, yeah, suffice to say six weeks later, I smashed it into uh, someone else pretty much head on. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't learn to drive till I was 30. So um, I was, uh, and that was only because I had a, a family. So my first car that I was driving around was, uh, uh, what are they called? A Ford Focus? Ford Focus, um, Ford Focus, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like modern. That's proper sporty one. Yeah, it was only eleven years ago. Oh, so uh, yeah, yeah, it was. A, it was. I was a late, a late learner, but it just meant I um, didn't need hardly anywhere near as, as many lessons as I'm sure I've done years before. If you're listening on the podcast, you won't be able to comment. But uh, but, but in fact, by all means, you can comment. You can come into the Team Superdad group if you go to teamsuperdad.com forward slash group. You can come and join us in the community and you can comment on all the stuff that we're up to. But if you're watching live on uh, any of the streams, then uh, you can participate. Let us know what car was your first car. Um, let us know how long it took you to smash it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I did. Uh, and if anyone can beat me, I did uh, four driving lessons before doing my test. So if anyone's done it in less than four, I'll buy you a beer. Not that you should then drive afterwards. <laughs> I can actually beat that, but that's, I don't want to top trump you, but I can actually beat that. <laughs> yeah, but you were 33. You should have been able to drive by then. You probably, I had three lessons um, and I passed my test four weeks after my, after my birthday. But nice. I'd, I'd been driving, you know, I had a go-kart when I was a kid and my dad used to make us do the gear stick and, and he was a rally driver. So it was kind of, it was, it was, it would have been poor show if you couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. But driving is one thing. Driving without crashing is something else. Yeah. I've written off. So that was the first car I wrote off. The second one kind of wasn't my fault, really. We were, I was 
traversing along a country lane um, a little bit too fast. But uh, And I had the car full of boxes. My dad had, had sent me to London to pick up all these files from some sort of administrator business thing. And, and the, so the car was fully loaded. I was literally like I was boxed into the car by boxes. So I came, ho- <laughs> I'm giving it away there. I? I came hooning around the corner, but I was on the right side of the road. I was on my side of the road. But as I came around this sort of sharp left hairpin corner, the car coming the other way really wasn't expecting anyone to be coming along. So they were just casually driving at a normal speed in the middle of the road. So to avoid them, I did have to scurf off the road a little bit and it, it dropped away quite sharply. And the next thing I knew, uh, the car was pretty much on its side. There was a tree very close to the windscreen where mm-hmm. it had gone in through the engine and it was uh, a bit like uh, planes, trains and automobiles. The radio was still working. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Uh, sir, uh, officer, uh, the, uh, the radio is still working. <laughs> Any other John Hughes pop references are uh, feel free to share with us. Uh, oh, we've got a Facebook user here. So, uh, and Orion ended up, oh, this is a crash here. Look, uh, this person. If you go to, um, what is it? If you go to facebook.com forward slash, no, streamyard.com forward slash Facebook, then it will actually pick in your uh, name there. We better see who you are if you want to share that. But uh, ended up in a garden along Station Road in Aylesford. This is a fellow mate. I'm, I'm guessing that in that case, you weren't meaning to end up in that garden. It's not your front garden. Um, and uh, you, you, someone would have been able to walk past there. You can't park there, mate. Either that or it's a, uh, a story about a, a first date. <laughs> <laughs> and some kind of other subject altogether. Uh, but, yeah, it's great to have your comments coming in. Um, we've we've got a few things going on topics wise. Uh, it is that time of year. It's it's we don't like to call it the holiday season, but our, our American friends do. We've got a lot of listeners in the States. Uh, but it is that time of year, Glenn. Like, yeah, well, you know, COVID came and well, we might touch on that a little bit. But um, in, in the UK, for me, it starts in August. It goes my kids' birthdays. It goes back to school. Boom. Stress of that. Next thing I know, three weeks later, my first kid's birthday. A week after that, second kid's birthday. You've got the stress of all the birthday parties. Then before you know it, the, the half term, the school holiday kicks back in. So they've been there six weeks and they got a week off. Then you go Halloween, which whatever, but then bonfire night. And then before you know it, you're into sort of, it's like, oh my gosh, end of, end of November, which then we get all the, the this Black Friday stuff kicking in. And um, which basically means Christmas is coming. Yeah, and Black Friday is nowhere near as good in the UK as it in the States. In the States, you get like proper double-digit discounts, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70% off. It's worth doing. In the UK, we might get like a, a fiver off something here and there. It's pretty rubbish, I've got to say. So if anyone's got any really quality Black Friday deals, I'll be honest, that's when I do most of my Christmas shopping. Just smash it out of the park. Anything and anything that I can find that, that seems... A little bit discounted and a little bit funky. That's when I do my shopping. Get it all delivered, washed, done, and then it sits there waiting to be wrapped up on Christmas Eve. I know. I lost all faith in uh, Black Friday uh, uh, going back about seven years, probably, but maybe a bit less. I was tracking the price of these tablets I wanted to get the kids, yeah, like just in the screens. Mm-hmm. I worked out the ones I wanted. They were just low-end 
basic tablets for what at the time would have been a you know eight and six year old and then so it was like 170 160 and then it gets to black friday wallet goes up actually higher but they still <laughs> say got a special offer so i think they've stopped it a little bit because they've remember like a few years back in asda where they had crushes and and uh yeah but i mean who goes to an actual shop anymore for anything I know that was like the 1800s, wasn't it? That was that was old. School. So vintage. Paid in cash. <laughs> <laughs> Paid in cash. What coins? Yeah, actual paper money. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that's that's where I think that that's where I think they've taken the fun out of it. You want to slash the prices, put up a big sign, have 200 people there, drop the the flipping tape, and boom, everyone runs in. When it takes hysteria. all. Yeah. I think that's okay. Like uh, Death Race 2000, you know, a bit like that, you know? Do you know that movie? <laughs> yes, yes, I do know that movie. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that would be I, – I, I can picture it turning more into, like, The Purge. I've not seen The Purge. I don't know The Purge. Where it's it, where all crime is is uh, made legal oh, okay, one yeah, night. Yeah, okay. I've heard about it. I've not seen it. Is there any humour? <laughs> any humour? I've no idea. I, I, oh. I don't think so. I know the concept. It's just like okay, I've re- I've read the blurb. Pretty much, I get the concept, and I know what's going to happen. So yeah, I'm all right with that. I don't need to worry. Yeah, there's there's a lot of films like that, mainly horror ones. I don't want. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm weird. I'm not massively into horror. It's not it's not because I'm particularly scared. I was just like, why would I want to? I I, I don't enjoy it. Someone told me once about this horror. It sounds a bit like a horror slash porn type movie where this guy stitches people's arse and mouths, stitches their mouths to their asses and makes Is this that like a human caterpillar or something. It's something like that. Yeah. And then they, and yeah. then he feeds them. I'm very happy not to watch that. <laughs> I don't feel that my life is any worse for never having set eyes on that movie. Whoever's Lee, whoever commented, I got a feeling that might be Paul. Uh, got to go, guys. I'll listen on the catch. Oh, it could be our friend from. Uh, imagine what are the odds if, as if, as if the lady from uh, LinkedIn actually lives in Aylesford. I don't think. I'm guessing that's Paul. <laughs> um, whoever you are, we love you. Goodbye. Um, but yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go online and get most of my Christmas shopping done. And I've got to start thinking as well about what I'm gonna buy for my team members because um, I've got a. I've got a, a, a bunch of people who work for me and I, what do you do? What do you buy? I don't just want to buy blanket alcohol for people. So I'm not, I think most of them drink, but I'm not hundred percent sure. And yeah, I just, I've got to come up with some creative gift ideas. So I've got no idea what to buy any members of my team. And also we are, we are fully woke now. So we got, you got the idea that you could accidentally wander into a, mm-hmm. an, a, a mildly offensive gender, uh, based gift could be horrific you know like a an apron you know an apron with uh, tassels on the on the boobs you know like that <laughs> just yeah i mean that's that's maybe not the, the, the most professional of uh of gift choices i've got to say christmas apron could be seasonal you know that's what i'm saying you don't realize you just go seasonal and then before you know it, you've, you've dropped a clanger so yeah uh, i'm gonna be doing that because we've we haven't really got I've, I've mentioned secret center but we haven't actually set one up and i don't want to be responsible for making it happen because every other year we've done it um there's been plenty of times when we've we've had it going and you just know someone's gonna let it down so i always end up buying mul- multiple gifts 
so I'll buy them for my secret Santa, and then I'll have a couple of um, random ones, so that if somebody forgets, I'll say, "Oh, this one hasn't got a label on it. It must be for you." Um, yeah. And so it ends up costing me a bloody fortune. But there's there's always there's always like you get weeks, don't you? But then of course, everyone rushes out on the day, goes down to the Tesco slash Marks and Spencers slash other high street store that has a secret Santa aisle where they've got took for five quid. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 just a big landfill disaster, basically. Of of I th- what's what do you think is a good price for a secret Santa? Work a work based uh, secret Santa, good price. Well, it depends on how how close you are as a team. If you're a really really close team and you know everyone and you're actually people are going to put the effort in to get something personalised, then I reckon up to twenty quid. Um, if you don't know them, if it's just like a, a big bunch of people and it's kind of names from a hat and doesn't really matter, fiver. Don't waste more than the fiver because you're going to buy shit and you're going to throw it away. So don't worry about it. So fiver says toot. Fiver's basically happy yeah, yeah. on Anfield toot, right? Well, so yeah. but then you go champagne, surely, like a bottle of Carver, four ninety nine. Jobs are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that works. That works. So um, and then most people, I, I would say, roughly a tenner is average. Bottle of. But again, you're not. You're not getting much good stuff for a tenner, are you? No. I think if I if I was if I was gonna um, gonna get it done, I would, uh, and I had a Fiverr's budget. I'd go to Fiverr.com, um, and there's loads of random crap on there. Loads of things that you can do. Loads of little um, thoughtful things that literally only cost a fiver. That's that's a place to go for a, a cheap Christmas present. But you've got to, you've got to prepare it in the in advance. And what Fiverr as in the gig marketplace? Yeah. yeah. But they, they, they make you logos and, and, and uh, what, 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 what can you get as a Secret Santa gift on Fiverr? Oh, Someone's oh, dirty knickers or something like that. Like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's dirty knickers you're buying this with for Fiverr, but um, uh, no, no, you, can get, like, you, can, you can get like a, a piece of personalised art made um, just with their name on it or something, or uh, someone will compose a song or a, write a poem or something like that. Um, then you, there's little creative things that people can do, um, and they'll only charge a fiver for it. And have you ever gifted someone? I mean, a, a gift like that. I, I'm fearing a disappointed look on someone. <laughs> oh, let's be honest. If it's if it's worth a fiver, they're going to be disappointed no matter what. It, take, it takes a lot of effort to to put into something that's only going to cost five pounds, but isn't going to be a disappointment. Oh, Sandra, in accounts, you are the best at adding up things. See, and if someone else recorded that for me, put a tune to it, <laughs> I'd pay a fiver for that. That's wicked. Thank you for doing my expenses. You are the best. Yeah, yeah, and then, then, then stick some sort of drum and bass loop on it. Oh, yeah, okay. we, we, could, yeah. we could be on some sort of underground winner here. Bit of voice, what do they call it? Auto, auto tune. Auto tune, bit of auto tune. Although with you, I think it'd be a lot of auto tune. I got the, I got the old. Uh, what's, what's that sound effect of my thing called? The heavy bottom, big bottom, <laughs> big bottom on. Uh, but no, so secret Santa. I will, I'm doing a Christmas. Uh, check this out, right? Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, I've met someone who, if you are a long term listener, eight months at least, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last eight months. You'll know that Johnny ended his six-year dating drought um, uh, with, with a bit of a home run, really. So not only is she awesome, but she's also bang into Christmas. So we've, we've like, everyone's getting fully excited about Christmas. Her sister-in-law is even more into Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so they've, they've found a pub 
on Airbnb. So we've got a pub, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day, and it's got it's it's like stocked on on Christmas Eve. We get a barman, and then the rest of the I mean, you can bring your own booze as well, but the rest of the <laughs> it's an honesty bar. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. See how that goes. I, I know. I think in in the world we live today, maybe that won't be. Maybe that works. Uh, it wouldn't have worked when uh, we were in our twenties, that's for sure. But or teens. But yeah, it's really exciting. So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little old uh, pub in Ramsgate. That the thing like dates back to I don't know three hundred. As it says on the on the on the on the detail, but it's like three hundred years. I ain't like oh pirates and and you know and Jack Sawyer <laughs> and stuff, and they're rolling kegs of beer up the street, and they're off to sea, and you know, and um, and it's got the bedrooms upstairs. It's all been Airbnb'd out with you know roll mm-hmm. top bar, roll top bars, classic B and B stuff, Airbnb stuff. Uh, but but most more than anything, we've got about twenty five of us going to be hanging out. For nice. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That sounds wicked. Yeah. So the secret Santa is 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 fifty quid. Fifty quid. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but what they're saying is you don't. It's it's, it's so that there's a, there's a present session and everyone gets something decent. Mm. But I'm yeah, struggling but you got for fifty quid. You've got to know something about it because that's got to be a good fucking present for 50 this quid. This app they've used, right, it's got, a pre- it's got a gift list. So you go in and you pick a bunch of stuff for yourself. Mm, yeah, I see. I like, I mean, the, 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 you know, the, the simplest in me says, okay, fine, that's great. I don't have to think about it, don't have to worry about it. But I might as well then just buy it for myself. Buy something you want, yeah. So that's what I do at Christmas anyway. I just, the only thing about Secret Santa is someone's buying something for me. And that, that just doesn't happen to me anymore. So I like the idea of someone else, even if they get it a little bit wrong, buying something really cool for 50 quid. Or 10 gigs of Fiverr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, 10, you can buy me a fucking album for, for Fiverr. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so the man has got everything. Ten five gig vouchers. I, uh, I did look um, uh, one year for it was it was going to be for Valentine's Day, but um, basically, you know, you, you remember when you used to make mixtapes? Oh, now yes. these days, you don't have cassettes or even CDs to burn. Um, but vinyl is still a big thing. It is it's, it's still massive, and you can get vinyl printed and done for yourself so you choose the songs that are going to go on it and they make the vinyl they make a record so you're basically making a mixtape that is vinyl and i think that's really really cool but they're not Dude, cheap mega. yeah but, some, but, like full, but some sort of 12 to 14 songs maybe maybe yeah yeah, yeah something like that and, and it would i think it would mean so much more than just um making something like a spotify playlist i don't think they're cheap i think they're sort of 100 120 quid or something that's the um, record player <laughs> oh, every cool person's got a record player surely um, i'm not cool. but, i'm not cool enough but i think that's i think that's a like a really cool unique quirky present and i think that that go down if you've got like a, a real audio file and you've got special songs that that the two of you have, have kind of got to got together yeah, yeah, and you yeah. you know and all that sort of thing i think that would be a superb present i once wrote a girlfriend a love letter on a five-star album <laughs> and i and i took it to the school office and said she'd left it and she needed it for a music lesson and so then she got called to the office and she's like what the hell is this and then she pulled it out and she saw the letter i'd written in silver pen 
That's the kind of thing you get with me, you know, if you if you're dating me. Um, oh, I'm gutted you're taken. <laughs> Although I was taken for a few weeks. Well, yeah, last time I spoke to you, just before I got COVID, you were going on a date. Yeah, yeah, I was. And I ended up going on many, many dates for about five or six weeks um, and had a lovely time for, for most of it. Wasn't 100% sure if everything was going to work out. And so I said, look, I'm, I, we went away and we had a, a, a weekend in London, actually. We did a whole load of cocktail bars and touristy things. And so a weekend in London, so it was quite nice. But, you know, when you're thinking, I'm just not 100%, a few things I want to consider. Um, so I said, look, I've got a back-to-back day of work. Then I've got an event tonight that I've got to go to, like an, in, an in-person work event. I'm, so much fun. Um, and then I'm back-to-back and the, ne- the next day as well. So I just want to think a, th- a few things through. Um, so I went to sleep, yada, yada, yada. Uh, woke up the next morning to a bunch of messages which have been deleted, like about a dozen different messages that have been deleted, at th- sent and then deleted at 3 a.m. Um, then nothing. And then later on in the day, uh, got started getting a load of abuse. Um, and she was unhappy that I hadn't messaged her all day. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, you know what? I think this, I think this, this is a lucky escape here. Uh, you know, you do you. This is great. This is fine. But thanks very much. So uh, yeah, that was a, a a short-lived experience, shall we say? Yeah. Oh well, I'm, I'm kind of sorry for that. I'm excited that that you had some dates and had some fun. Um, and I don't mean that in a flipping like cheap shot to her. I mean it's not. It's it's what it should be. You should be able to go out on some dates, mm-hmm. enjoy someone's company, and if if it's not really happening after a few weeks and you shouldn't just carry on because you suddenly feel obliged. You should, you should be like, well, that's been fun. Exactly. I've got to I mean, know you a bit. I'm not sure it's going to be the one, but yeah. And there were flags on like the second date when she was asking my Alexa, why I'm not a boyfriend. She's not my uh, girlfriend yet. He's like, hang on. And she was like, yeah. So I, so on, after on, on date number two, she was talking about how she's already deleted Bumble and uh, um, talking about her kids and, meeting the family and all sorts of shit. Hang on, back up here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm all, I'm all for grand gestures and romance and so on, but I don't even know your surname. So maybe, maybe we should slow this down a little bit. Oh, and uh, any other, any other red flag? Like, did she have like four cats or any kind of, was there any other red flags there? That... Oh, so many red flags. But, um, <laughs> I don't, I, I, she got had more, more red flags than a Chinese rally. But um, I I don't think I want to say it too much for. No, I mean, no. it can't. It's, it's not defamation if it's true, but equally, you know, there's. there's I'm, I'm a I gentleman. Just, I, yeah, totally. And we're not here to to dog on people. It's uh, no. I, we all we all know, right? And we all know, and that's and that's you know, in a lot of the single parent groups, right? There's a lot of toxic chat about this sort of stuff, but it really does boil down to meet someone, have some fun, be upfront with them, and. If it's not working out, then you just let them know that and say thank mm-hmm. you. Wish them all the best. Talking of single parent groups, actually, this is, um, uh, I won't say an exclusive, but it's certainly a sneak peek. Um, launching later this week is something called Frollo Dating. Now, if you don't know Frollo, F-R-O-L-O, uh, it's an online community for single parents. And it's, you know, supporting single parents. It's, it is all about being single parents. It's not anything else. And it's a whole world to, to solo parenting, single parenting, anything around that. So, so people can kind of support each other. 
Um, and they're launching a dating app for single parents because they've realized that actually, you know what, being a parent is such a big part of things. And if you're not parents, it's difficult sometimes for some people to comprehend uh, how challenging it is to date a single parent and to be a single parent. Um, and so they're launching a new dating app to uh, kind of look at both of those, uh, to, to bring those two groups together. Um, and quite quite curious and interested to see how it's going to pan out. So, uh, yeah, check it out if you haven't already or you don't know about it. Frollo Dating. Yeah. Yeah, I spent some time on Frollo, but long before the dating thing, and not, not long after it launched, actually. And um, uh, I'm in a couple of WhatsApp groups that have, guys that met on frollo have, have, have put together and it, it so the dating thing was a natural evolution mainly because mm. they need to work out a way to monetize the thing um but the, the lady that put it founded it the whole thing is pretty cool i've heard her on a, a bunch of different podcasts mm-hmm. the classic story of she thought there would be something she went out to find it wasn't really there so she set about making it uh, herself so uh I, the, the thing about it is and this goes this goes for any single parent parent group is you've got to let go of the, the upset. You've got to let go mm. of the been thing that happened and you're, and you're like, Oh men are all women are X, X, X. Um, Cause that kind of stuff is what, uh, what holds so many people back. So many single parents are held back by their pissed offness about the, the what happened, the X. Um, I mean, that's, you know, when I, when I'm working with single dads, that's pretty much the number one thing that gets that gets addressed first. Um, because it's like a it's like a it's like a it's like a like a lead weight like you like a bag of crap that you're pulling around with you. What's that? Oh, that's my past. Like, <laughs> yeah, in the words, but I'm dragging uh, it around still. As they say in Frozen, just leave that shit behind, motherfucker. Yeah, I like that. I did see that director's cut. Frozen, I like that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh where's my little list here before we wrap things up um oh yeah uh clanger this week i got i'm, I'm learning how to be a parent to pre-teenagers right what do they call them tweenies pre-nagers yeah pre oh that's much better than tweenies yeah. so uh so my boys is, is had his, he's had the first part of secondary school. So he's been there six weeks, done a bunch of work. Now they've gone back after their half term holiday. They've set some revision and some tests. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm stressing to him the importance of keep school is easy. If you keep up, if you listen in class, homework's easy. If the homework's easy, you get it done. You can play. You hand it in, you get a good mark. You don't have to stay behind. The next lesson's easy because you know what happened. Like life gets a lot easier if you just keep up. Mm-hmm. So I've always, always stressed that. So I find out about these tests, not through him, I, bear, I might add, through the parent group on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, oh, what about these uh, tests you got coming up? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally sorted, totally sorted. Uh, we've been doing it all in, in school this week. Um, so I'm ready, I'm ready. I was like, okay, well, good. I said, well, I think we're going to do some revision this weekend anyway. Otherwise, I'll feel a bit like I'm not doing my thing as a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dad. Okay. Dad. Okay. Dad. So I'm trying to crowbar him off of Minecraft basically and FIFA. And we managed to do some revision. So I'm thinking tick job done. Of course he wouldn't want to do rubbish. Like, yeah. He, he's going to want to do all right. Otherwise 
you know, all the years I've spent telling him that school is easy when you keep up would have been for waste. <laughs> so, uh, so then I end up in a phone call with his mother uh, tonight, who's not happy about the amount of revision that's done. <laughs> so I'm like, we did it. What? But, too little? <laughs> yeah, too little. Trans, trans, uh, tra- what's the word? Um, turns out, it's way bigger than what he'd led me to believe, and the, the and the slither of of preparation that we'd done will barely touch the edges, and uh, and yeah, so he completely. Not only did he mug me off, basically, but I believed him. I I I I, I generously gave him this lorry load of trust, which he just drove off into the sunset. But did, was that because he was deliberately keeping it and hiding it, or was it because he just didn't understand? Glenn, that's exactly what I said. Does did he not realise what would be required? Does he not know how long it's going to take? I don't know. But the difference is that she got his stuff out and went mm-hmm. through it, whereas I just took what he said as gospel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough because you want to give them the the chance. They they need to own it. They need to want to do it, and they need to push it forward yeah. themselves but they are also kids. So it's a, it's a tough balancing act to get. Yeah. So I shan't thrash him with a rhinoceros hide whip, but I <laughs> will uh, probably limit some screen time next time I see him. Yeah. That's so, uh, so yeah. Bloody hell though. I mean, there's, there's a wheeler dealer side to it, which I kind of respect a little bit, which is his mum doesn't like that side of him too much. But, <laughs> but that's the side that's going to make him millions. Well, that's kind of what where I'm at with that. Yeah, yeah. He had to do. He he, he volunteered to do a talk the other day uh, at church, which which is another subject. But I, I went along. Oh, talk about go back into the what do they call it? Into the into the pit, lion's into, den. Into the lion's den. Yes. Um, not which clearly they're not lions. They're actually a very loving, generous group of people. It's just that I felt a little bit let down by them after the big breakup. Right. Um, but I hadn't, I hadn't been back for for six years and I've been royally pissed at a, a fair number of them, which I have let go. And I've, 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 I've made, made, uh, made up with, with certain people, but so yeah, I'm there. I'm like, Whoa, this is a bit intense. And then, uh, but I wanted to represent, you know, I, I never want my kid as much as possible. I don't want my boy or girl to look up to the audience or look down the touchline and not and me not be there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, through my work and through my commitment to that, I, I'm, I'm, I've, I, I, I'm privileged enough to be able to say that I've missed almost none of those kind of events for my kids. And, and this, and all credit to his mum, she, she made me see that basically. And, um, and so, so I went along and he smashed it. He absolutely oh, nice. Smashed. That's good. <laughs> the person before him was said, oh, I'm a bit nervous. So I might be looking at my phone quite a bit. And she did a great job, but she did, she did look at her phone quite a lot. And um, so then he gets up and says, Oh yeah. Hi, uh, my name's Jago. I'm going to talk to you about the youth group and stuff. And uh, yeah, I probably won't use my phone much. But he got everyone on side. Like he got, you know, he got a few laughs straight away. Mm. He got everyone on side. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Good stuff you need the measure of someone is their ability to stand up and, and, and give a speech to stand up and, and present something, shake someone's hand and introduce themselves. These are the core core kind of competencies of, of, uh, of decent people, I think. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Although it's a lot of people are kind of introverted and just find find that sort. They're absolutely wonderfully competent and incredibly accomplished, yet find public speaking or things like that, or even just meeting people in so anxiety inducing for whatever reason um, that they they struggle with it. Yeah, no, I do get that. And it's interesting that that's something that I find alien. So I have to really mm. go some to empathize with those people, you know, to, and, and to appreciate that actually they're the introverted people that have worked something out that I could never have worked out mm. or, or see a situation for something I'm never going to, going to see it for. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I always feel like it's such a, for me, like, like it's, it's not even a simple skill. It's just normal. Um, and so I always feel like there's, there's some sort of lesson that I can do, some sort of exercise, some sort of thing that I can just unlock in their brain and all of a sudden it'll switch on and they'll realize it doesn't matter. They'll realize that people are there to give them like, support and they want them to succeed. And they'll suddenly be able to do public speaking. They'll suddenly be able to, to uh, introduce themselves to a random person they've never met before. And that just doesn't happen. Some people just will never get it, never understand it, never have that, that sense of comfort putting themselves out there. So um, yeah, I've, like, you know, I've, got, I've, I've got to constantly check myself back when I'm asking my team to to present this or to lead um, this show and tell or to to run that presentation, it's like not everyone can do it. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean that they're crap at it. They're probably absolutely superb at their job. They just don't do that bit of it. Apparently, apparently, Glenn Hoddle was a nightmare for this England manager, former Tottenham, Monaco, whoever else he played for. He would he would just put tell people, no, what I want you to do is just get the mm. ball, ping it out wide. He'll pass it back and then you like t- score it top bins. And they'll be like, what you bloody are you talking about? Like, what? As if anyone can do that. He's like, all right, give me the ball. <laughs> <In> the <back. laughs> he would do it. Just that crazy move that he said, just do. Pass the ball, put it out wide, pop it over, hit it on the volley, top bins. And then like, and everyone's just literally, he was on another level and couldn't really get the ladder out for other people to come <laughs> to either, yeah, up to him or come back down to their level. He was such a waste as a manager. I feel so sorry for him, but uh, it just didn't work out for him. Hopefully it's going to work better for, uh, for old Antonio Conte as well. Um, obviously both of us being Spurs fans, he's uh, been put in post, not a second too soon. Otherwise he would definitely have been United bound, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, for all, for all football Premier League fans, uh, it's just a crazy season. Absolutely crazy. Five managers, I think it is now. That's the cushiest job in the world. Like, it's really high pressure. You have to work your ass off. You're going to get dog's abuse if it doesn't go that way. If it goes well, you're going to be the best person on, on earth, basically. You get about somewhere between 100 grand a month to a million a month, which, you know, so it's all right if you can get the work. And then if you get sacked, well, you get about 7 million, 10 million. Um, you probably will have to be off work for a couple of months. But uh, or a week if you're a Denny, what we called Smith bloke. It's like for ten million quid, you can call me whatever you want, as much as you want, as loud as you want. You know what? I'm all right with this. I know. Yeah, maybe it, you can renegotiate because I understand you're getting more and more uh, thought. You know, more and more uh, gravitas, seniority in your role. Um, maybe you could do a Ted Lasso. Maybe you, you know, you could like uh, just say, "Do you know who I like?" You know, I, I've been here. I've, I, I, I've, I've made things happen here. I need, <laughs> yeah, I need a million a month. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we're definitely going to be renegotiating. It's coming up to a year since I've been in post now, so it's it's uh, time for, I guess, an annual review. Um, and it's been a good year. It's been a good year. Things are going well, but uh, I'll tell you what I could do with some sleep. I'm really looking forward to a week or two off over Christmas. It's going to be so nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a little bit early to talk about it, but obviously we mentioned about the, the, the Airbnb pub been booked out have you started to make plans because your family's massive how do you like herd all them together do you try and do that uh, nah it's too i mean it's, it's, it's not gonna happen so i've got um i'm what for for people who don't know i'm one of seven uh i've got about 35 36 first cousins as well um but the you know it's, it's proper eastenders stuff this you don't know this people ain't talking to that people and this family doesn't get on it so you, you never all get together so that's all right so this year um we're, we're keeping it quite simple i have my kids uh the week before christmas anyway that's normal um and christmas this year is on a saturday normally i give them back on a friday but this year i'm keeping them for an extra night um so i get christmas eve and christmas morning and christmas lunch um and then they go to their mums for the afternoon um i'm gonna pop down the pub for a couple of hours then i'm gonna go down to my sister's house and just just get bladdered um then i've got the whole week without them which is gonna be tough but you know that's fine i've got a week off i don't know what i'm gonna do yet um Ooh. probably just go through a couple Dominican of leaves of Bailey's. Um Dominican Republic. I, Dominican Re- yeah, I could pop away. Could pop <laughs> away. Uh and then I've got to work out what I'm doing for New Year's Eve, actually. I need a party to go to. I'm looking for a house party. So if any of our listeners have got a wicked house party coming up, then let me know. Uh and then I get them back New Year's Day and in, in the evening. So I even have time to sleep off my hangover. I think this is the way round that I prefer doing it, to be fair. Yeah. Well, Likewise, people, regular listeners will know we've covered some of this. In, uh, but just uh, I, I do. So we, we we alternate. So it's Christmas one year, New Year the next. And I, I actually, I enjoy it because the, the, the year I don't have them um, for Christmas, where I just make plans and enjoy it, enjoy it. And then they come back and we redo Christmas Day and we go straight into New Year's Eve. And it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Although um, I have vowed, I have vowed not to spend New Year's Eve with Jules Holland this year. I love a bit of Jules Holland. <laughs> I'm okay with Jules Holland. I just don't need to um, end another year in his company, right? <laughs> I, 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 happily, let's 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 record it. Let's watch it on January the third or something like that. It's a very entertaining show. They actually film it in Maidstone, apparently. But uh, yeah, a no. month in advance as well. Oh, no, of course, it's not live. No. That's what I'm saying. As a as a as a launch pad for 2022 as a reflection on all that's happened in 2021 i need i need to go out on a little bit more of a high than um mm, than, a, than a bottle of champagne to myself last year the kids wanted to stay awake um and like one of them got to 11 o'clock one of them got to half 11 <laughs> <laughs> i was literally like happy new year Charlie!" i got a picture with both of them asleep on me uh so and you know what it's so i'll tell you what i do it's in in uh, the fun part of the team super dad coaching, right? It's about planning for fun. So New Year's Eve, Christmas, birthdays, you know, there are, there's some, you know, if your birthday's in the winter, have a summer party. If your birthday's in the summer, organize a winter party, but make sure that you've got something planned. Don't, don't be a week before Christmas or a week before New Year's saying, Oh, what's everyone up to? Like if you're a family, like, can you get people around to your house or just like Glenn, you were just explained there, they're coordinating things with your sister and you dare see her, say you see your mum at some point, like make stuff happen. People mm. organize it. Christmas is, you literally got 364 days to, 
to make a plan. <laughs> Don't let it uh, come round that you've got nothing to do and then sit there feeling sorry for yourself that you've got nothing to do or no one to spend it with. Make it happen. Um, have things to look forward to. So, uh, yeah, Glenn's uh, house party. Do you need that to be uh, within distant? Uh, how do you want to get home? Or are you okay for getting a premiere in or something like that? Or I will, depending on where it is, I will make plans accordingly. I'll be honest. I uh, the party is the important thing. The rest okay. of it that will work itself out one way or another. I just need a, a banging party with some great people, loads of people as well. I don't want one of those parties where it ends up being just three or four people. No, you want room. it. Well, you have to when when someone. When someone new arrives, you have to get mm-hmm. everyone inside to move so that you can yeah, open the front door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I want doors open. I want neighbours, like, not even worrying about the, the, the volume of the music. I want party. I want champagne. I want just a proper, proper old school party. That's what I yeah. want. Where you don't, you know, I don't even have to know many people. I just have to know that everyone is going to have a great time. We had a housewarming party like that when we lived in Streatham Hill. And uh, fair dues to the th- two girls that we moved in with. It was, uh, to a large degree, instigated. The scale of it was instigated by them. And it was like that. You literally, when you, when more people arrived, I was opening the door and I was having to say, everyone move forward a bit. <laughs> and then when the police came about four o'clock in the morning, because um, I was a little bit worse aware, but I was chatting to the, to the police lady and I was trying to understand. She was saying it's noisy. And I was saying, noisy? You should have been here at two o'clock. <laughs> if you think this is noisy, where were you at two? I was like, sure, whatever. Yeah. Come in, join in. There's, there's more space now. But, uh, <laughs> good house party. Yeah, okay, good house party. Um, yeah, Airbnb, we're going to go in a second, but Airbnb have really cracked down on that, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand why. You know, you don't want to absolutely trash places and, uh, yeah, you keep it messing around with neighbours. But, yeah, you do want the whole – one of the points about renting somewhere is you can you can just have a good blast. And uh, as long as you get cleared up next day, life is good. Yes. So um, answers on a postcard, please, uh, to Team Superdad HQ. If you can't uh, get a stamp and an envelope, then get into the Facebook group at teamsuperdad.com forward slash group. And, uh, yeah, let us know what, what – where can we send Glenn? I've already got my plans. Where are we going to send Glenn? And uh, like I said, make yourself some plans, even though we're a month month out. Uh, start to make plans for yourself so you have a good time. And if, if you, uh, yeah, if you if you do have any ideas, you can always tweet me at a dating dad and find me on Instagram with at dating dad and all this sort of stuff. Just 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 have, have a search. You'll find me. You're, you're constant. With that. You're, you you keep it up well, and I do like your. That's what she said. It's like it's it is mindless banter, but you take us you take an element of your day and thrust it out there as some random observation, and uh, and you, your your loyal audience are more than willing to to, to respond back. It's, I've um, got some fantastic people I engage with. I absolutely love all of them. I don't follow many people. I, pro- I even it says I follow about eight hundred and fifty, but probably about five or six hundred of those are like brands or F one drivers or football teams or news outlets or comedy things. Um, so it's only a couple of hundred people I actually follow, and I engage with them, and I love them all dearly. So um, yeah, come over to Twitter and and, and say hello. Yeah, well, that's, that's fundamentally not 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 exactly how we got uh, introduced, but indirectly how we got introduced. So. Uh, mm-hmm. All kudos to the guy at uh, to Twitter. 
Uh, well, that's it. We're going to wrap up the wrap up. The uh, podcast comes out at least uh, on a weekly basis. And so now that we're all better and back in the game, uh, if you've got any uh, things you want discussed on the more serious episode, if you've heard someone who's awesome on someone else's podcast, if you want to come on and be that person, uh, parenting, money, business, lifestyle, health, fitness, I don't know, mental health, um, then these are all the sort of the challenges that uh, that uh, men face in their life, in parenting, and we want to support men in, in working through those. And in the wrap-up, uh, quite frankly, if you want to come on and, and, and join us in the wrap-up, um, <laughs> I had a good conversation with Colin the other day, uh, and I was taking the piss out of him about why we haven't had him back on since his, uh, he attempted to join us via a phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of a backstory to that, Glenn, which uh, you may uh, be able to uh, presume. But yeah, if you if you if you uh, if you're a fun fun dad, uh, you want to come and join us on this as well. Then by all means, uh, put your hand up, and um, we can make this into a three way. At the risk of that sounding completely inappropriate. Good to see you, Glenn. Great to see you too, Johnny. Glad to have you back and uh, fighting fit again. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. And uh, to everybody listening and watching, thanks for tuning in. We will get the video up because I never get ready for that. They've got a shortcut button now so I can jump to it. Whether, whether, whether that will make me any better at teeing up this exit video, I don't know. But we live in hope. Until next week, thanks for joining us. Team Superdad out. This has been Team Superdad. Find us at teamsuperdad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.